0: Listener Production. Can you imagine being one of the most popular kids entertainers in the world?
1: The thing I love most about being a kids presenter is knowing that the programs that I do might inspire a generation of kids to um, have a passion about what I have a passion about.
0: Today on Feed Play Love, I'm talking to Andy Day. He of Andy's prehistoric adventures, and Andy and the Band, and many more shows.
1: Feed, play, love with Siobhan Hunt.
0: If you have a child who watches TV, chances are they will know today's guest. He's been presenting various children's programs for CBBS for fifteen years now most of them with some kind of animal or dinosaur focus. My kid's favorite is Andy's Prehistoric Adventures. He's currently in Australia touring his show, Andy's Amazing Adventures. Andy, welcome to The Play Love.
1: Thanks, Yvonne. Very excited to be here.
0: Oh yeah. And when did you arrive? Cause you seem very fresh and awake. Do I, do I
1: look tanned? <laughs>
0: Not yet. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Well that's what I was going for, because the weather's been amazing. Um, I arrived on with my family on the 10th, 10th of December.
0: Uh-huh. Well, 15 years exploring different adventures on screen. Yes. Do you have a favorite show?
1: Funny enough, prehistoric adventures is really? my favourite. Yeah, because um I think we'd sort of eased into the dinosaur element of prehistoric adventures by that stage and uh, there were really fun adventures you know the cause of me going back in time was I think was a lot more clear and a lot more fun and there was you know all different sort of prehistoric creatures that I, w- I was having adventures with and there was even a caveman that looked very much like me and, <laughs> uh, and a woolly mammoth um, a woolly mammoth scene that, uh, that a woolly mammoth threw me out into the- there's just lots of you know I got I got um sneezed over to the clock by a <laughs> gigantoraptor. You know, not many people can say that.
0: <laughs> no. So that means you needed to do stunts. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> loosely termed. Do you know, when I first started the program... And uh, I'm not sure they cared for me much because the stunts <laughs> were quite actually. You would probably get a stunt man in to do them. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
1: and then over the period of time, it, 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 it sort of were like, mm, "Are we insured for this?" Uh, <laughs> there, there was lots of times where I had to fly. I was in a harness and fly. And had to. Um, there was there was one point actually in Prehistoric Adventures for the Argentinosaurus uh, episode. You'll see, I I get th- I throw myself down a hole, a big um, a, a Argentinosaurus uh, footprint hole. And uh, and that was that was quite a deep. They built an actual sort of hole. Yeah, and, and it was quite high up. And so I was like, no, don't worry about it. I'm just going to fling myself into it <laughs> with some some mats. And they put like three or four mats high. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I think that was the last time I was like, Do you know what, guys, I'm just going to be a bit more careful now because <laughs> uh, I'm a very long person. You know, six foot four, and diving into things like that is probably not very clever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So I guess after all this time. Do you know everything there is to know about dinosaurs?
1: Definitely not. <laughs> Ma- mainly because there's always new things being discovered and there's always um, information that's changing because scientists are discovering more things. You know, like the, the obvious being that um, uh, it was two-legged dinosaurs, theropods that apparently over time uh, transformed into birds and well, lots of other things as well. Over-raptors, they weren't actually... Uh, supposedly, egg thieves, which is what over-raptor means. That's changed as well. They think that that's different. Um, it, different dinosaurs being discovered, um, being the largest. You Argentinosaurus is the second largest currently, uh, and but they discovered a Titanosaurus or Titanosaur, I think, and uh, and that's a huge, huge dinosaur, so bigger than the Argentinosaurus, and all these new bits of information. So, um, actually, some of the old you... programs, you know. Actually,
0: you need to go back and
1: revise. Oh, we need to go back and revise, and <laughs> I'm happy in time to do it again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm assuming that you did love dinosaurs before you started. I all did. Things? Yes,
1: I had a very sort of childlike passion. Still do about dinosaurs and natural history. Uh well, It's just fascinating that these huge reptilian beasts lived. They actually did live, you know, millions and millions of years ago, and uh, and evolution. You know, that's a that's a fascinating. Mm. you know, thing to understand and uh, get your head around.
0: I'm just throwing this uh, curveball at you because I don't think I have seen every one of the episodes of um, the prehistoric adventures, but... How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> I did sometimes creep away to do some other things. Um, but tell me, do you know much about Australia's dinosaurs and um, what we had here? Uh,
1: the Matabarasaurus was from Australia. There was quite a few Australian dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Actually. All I
0: think of is big wombats,
1: but big I wombats don't even know if that's true.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's one in the natural history museum.
1: Oh, I'm sure there is. I, I think there was a, a few dinosaurs that were discovered in Australia. Mm. I'm sure and, there's. I'm sure that there's, that there'll be an Australosaurus somewhere. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, sometimes an Argentinosaurus, the names Australia li-
1: <laughs> or a Down Under
0: Yes, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure whether I love the way those names get incorporated into a dinosaur. But
1: <laughs> yeah, a bit questionable. Guess,
0: yeah, but it makes sense. Yeah, you know where it's come from. Absolutely, Argentina.
1: That would, you would hope that the Argentinosaurus came from Argentina.
0: So, um, of course that's all the stuff that you've done, all the work you've done with dinosaurs, but tell me about Andy and the odd socks, because I read somewhere, someone described Andy and the odd socks as a kid's version of spinal tap.
1: (laughs) Oh yes. We love that. That's great. (laughs) Well, Andy and the odd socks, um, a long time ago, I wrote this album with two music producer friends and it was, uh, it was really good fun to write and also to put out there and really good feedback. So we got a band together and, and that Did was... Did you have so a musical
0: normal. background then?
1: I just love singing. I love music, love yep. singing, uh, and always wanted to be in a band. Uh, so we thought we'd, you know, we'd start it. So... I mean, the slogan for us is best band in the world, according to our mums. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it is a cross between um, sort of the monkeys meets Mighty Boosh uh, meets, um, <laughs> you know, bana- uh, banana in pajamas. And um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's just a c- sort of crazy mayhem, a uh, bunch of stories. Uh, now we've got a TV show, Andy in and the band, and, uh, and it's basically these mishap adventures of... Of us on our way to a gig, and then on the way, we're basically helping out doing an odd job for some young person or some adult uh, who needs our help and it's just the uh, it's the the chaos that ensues with me and the rest of the band, but it's great it's you know it's passion project, really absolutely love it we and it's we've got a series three, hopefully fingers crossed well no, definitely it's happening next year so hopefully in Australia it will come out either the following year or later next year so that would be good because uh, I know the second series of that has, has recently come out in August and we're hoping to tour actually in 2024 yeah, at the same time in January.
0: I, and I also read that you do pantos in the yes, UK.
1: Yeah I love pantos I love family entertainment yeah uh, I love something that and and I I think it's underestimated because you can make shows that are good for 2 to 92 year olds mm-hmm. you know and, and I love that I absolutely love that and pantomime is exactly you know it's a it's a sort of national treasure for the UK I know they have it here in in Australia as well
0: Yeah but we don't we don't seem to get it, into it as much
1: It's probably because of the length of time I think the humor the Aussies sh- and the and the English they they share and the you know the and the Brits they share the the same humour, mm. so uh, I definitely think it would work. It's just longevity. It's not, it's not yeah. ingrained in the culture, yeah, and it, and it really is ingrained in our culture. And it's and, and every Christmas, it doesn't feel like a Christmas unless you go and see a pantomime, yeah. And and actually, uh, everything that I do is always sort of family entertainment based. We, you know, if you enjoy it as a parent, uh, and the kids will enjoy it as well, and then everyone's happy. I mean, it's a bit like to be honest, it's a bit like Bluey. Yeah, you know, my kids love Bluey. Yes. I love watching Bluey. I mean, every, the, everyone loves watching Bluey. It's yeah. great, and even Peppa Pig. You know, maybe not as much, but um, but it's got that. <laughs> it's got the humour for the for the older yeah. you know, generation. But the show that we're doing, Andy's Amazing Adventures, it was actually written by Mister Maker. Yes. Know, who, who was who was in the uh, the last show that we did, which was in two thousand and nineteen, and um, and we share. I mean, me and myself and Phil Gallagher, his name is, uh, we. We share the same humour. Uh, we've both done pantos for the same company. We, you know, we, we sat down, it was a, a real good, um, sort of meeting of, uh, what we want to put on stage. And then he wrote it and produced it and he did a great job and it's got songs, it's got loads of audience interaction. it's got dinosaurs, it's got animals, you know, it's got everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's what you want.
0: Well, you spend most of your time then interacting with and entertaining let's say around the under 10s, keeping in mind that you are also, thank you, thinking of the parents in the room, but really <laughs> your key audience are, are kids.
1: I'm more a babysitter for the, uh, <laughs> yes. for the, for the, for the parents, aren't we? Thank you on behalf of parents
0: <laughs> everywhere. What's it like when you're spending most of your professional time entertaining kids? Like what, what are they like as an audience?
1: Oh, they're a great audience because they're very honest, as you know. <laughs> yes. But also, they're very genuine. Um, you know, to, to see—I mean, I mean—I see it with my kids. To see your kids laugh and enjoy something it's just there's nothing. It's just so pure, and so that's what you get. I mean, doing the show last time, uh, 2019. Um, again, it's lovely to see. I enjoy performing. You know, full stop. Um, I wanted to get into sort of kids TV and kids performing. More than anything, because that's sort of more where my humour lies, to be honest. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and I don't look back because it's it, it's it's great. Everyone can relate to um, kids' shows, you know. Um, Do you yeah. ever
0: get some, um, because I imagine when you're recognised, as you must be recognised mm. by parents, but children especially. So parents appreciate you. Children probably, I would imagine, adore you. So do you ever get any funny questions from fans? I can just, like you said, they're honest. They don't hold back.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, over the years.
0: (laughs) Do you get mobbed?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it, it sort of depends where you are. Parents tend to be very um, mindful, especially if I'm with my family, which is lovely. They're very mindful of, I don't really want to disturb your family time. But also, as soon as one comes over for a photo, then everyone goes right. That's access for me to come over. Yes, yes. In that sense, but I never mind. You know, it's you know, it's it's great to see. It's great to see your audience. Number one, it's and it's always lovely. It's never negative. It's it's always lovely. So. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, you can get mobbed depending on where you are. You know, if I'm at a <laughs> playground, it's...
0: No one's ever thrown a rattle at you or something No, like No, <laughs> well... In a good way. Yeah, thinking, in a good way. you know, Beatles might have got underwear maybe. Get
1: <laughs> a rattle. A right. rattle
0: or a squishy or something. <laughs> a dummy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a, yeah, we love you, a dirty nappy. Oh, yeah. that would not be nice. Never, never. No, know. that's not kind. Um, it's funny because over, actually, last time we came to Oz, I was at Taronga Zoo, and the first time I got recognised wasn't by looking at me it was my voice yeah which really surprised me because obviously when you're talking you just heard your own voice a million times but it's, uh, it's obviously very recognizable um to the ears of someone who's Isn't been listening to you. yeah it was really funny and then she turned around this lady and went i heard your voice and i thought i know that voice how do i know it yeah how do i know that <laughs> voice? so yeah no it's it's lovely and parents parents are like you say are sort of very appreciative that you're entertaining their mm. kids and you've been a part of the household for years and 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 the kids often you get two versions of what the kids are going to be like and it's either you're their best friend and they come and hug you and for me I'm like a big tree so they'll sort of like reach <laughs> up to my knees knee, <laughs> and which is lovely or they'll be absolutely petrified oh, no. and and nine times out of 10 it's being petrified because really? yeah because the young ones are like well, they might not never have seen someone come out the TV yeah so it's it's a bit of a they don't quite get it and so for parents as well, they're sort of like, I'm really sorry. They sort of apologize. I'm really sorry. He does watch your, you know, she does watch your program, but I promise they do. And I it's, it's all right. Don't they, worry. They you know? love
0: you. They don't think you're a monster. <laughs> well, that's interesting because your two girls are very little still. Yes. How do they interact with or understand that daddy is here in the flesh and then there's daddy on the screen? Like, is it confusing for just, them? I
1: think they're just used to it. it. Yeah, I think they're just used to it. That. Yeah, I think they're just used to it. I, and do
0: they like it? They, do they like what they see, Andy? They, are they your critics?
1: <laughs> no, they they like it. They'll watch the program, like watch Andy and the Band, The Adventures, when they fan, you know what it's like these days, you know, kids can watch whatever they want and mm-hmm. they can watch it on repeat. So when they do watch it, they'll watch, like, they'll binge watch it the Yeah, programs. I uh, like, for example, uh, Dino Toy Box is uh, one we did in lockdown. And um, it was my wife that actually. She works in TV as well. She she recorded it and sort of semi-produced it, and uh, we would put our Ruby down when she was one uh, to sleep, and we would film it uh, mm-hmm. from seven to eleven. Now, if you don't know Andy's Dino Toy Box, it's it's um, it's basically me playing with toys, toy dinosaurs, doing the voices for her. Very much <laughs> like um, I, I always loved watching um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That scene where they had the dinosaurs. thought, oh, that's going to be a, that'll be a great kids' program. Yeah, and so we sort of pitched it to the BBC and. and until lockdown, they, they'd sort of said, well, we've not got a place for it. And then lockdown happened. It was like, well, this is perfect. Yeah. And cheap for yes. them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent. I can't remember. The, 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 so my so daughter, she loves that's it. it. So she does. And she loves it even more when she gets attention with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite sweet. So if one of her mates comes over and goes, I watch you on TV and then she'll go, My daddy's on t you know what <laughs> I mean? It's, it's a bit like that. But yes. other than that, she's like, Dad You know, go away. Yeah. yeah. Not quite embarrassed yet. Yeah. I know we're not no, at that stage, you've got time. But, but just like, you know, she probably want more the attention on her, which is
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned there your wife is uh, a TV producer mm. and uh, I know your family's with you here in Australia. Is that how you guys juggle the times where you need to go away? Do you all just go away together or how do you manage yes, that?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, my wife is sort of a full-time mum, uh, has been since Ruby was born. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't gone back to work. And is uh, Ruby three? She's yeah. four. Four. Yeah, she's five in May and Indiana is uh, 12, la- 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 15 months.
0: Okay, it's when it when you move from weeks to months, it gets very confusing. So confusing. Yes.
1: <laughs> yep. So um, that's how we juggle it. Really, cat um, is more than happy to stay with the kids whilst I work for now, and she wants to get into photography and so or, or make make it so she can gear it around the kids. Yep. So yeah, so I'm lucky in that respect, and uh, and she's happy, I'm happy, so it's good.
0: And what's international travel like with small children and a I guess, a crew, whoever you bring from the UK with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, um. Well, I suppose, can you use a crew as babies?
0: Can you say, look past the baby back
1: in the rows? Well, we don't know yet because the last time they came, Ruby was uh, very young um, and they didn't tour around with me. They stayed Ah. in Sydney for the duration of me doing the tour and then I came back to Sydney. But this time they're actually coming with and then leaving a week earlier. They deal with it really well actually mainly because cat is so brilliant with them but it is you know it, it definitely has its uh struggles you know in a 22 hour flight oh my uh, to get here it was you know but but it wasn't so bad i think going back to the uk it will be worse in terms of jet lag and, uh, and stuff
0: yeah maybe fingers crossed it's okay yeah so I saw that you pulled a prank at Easter earlier this year mm. that Australians may not be aware of, where CBBS announced you'd be the next Doctor Who. Oh yes, was yes. that this year?
1: It was this year. It was April Fool's Day. Yes, they always do something, and, uh, and so they <laughs> ask, "Can I? Can we look?" You look one like co- a
0: good Doctor Who. Well, one
1: of the costumes was actually from a Panto that we did, a CBBS Panto, yeah, um, which are quite popular out in in the UK, and uh, and so it, it did look like. I was, you know, dressing <laughs> up to be another character. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people thought it would be.
0: A lot of people wanted you to be Doctor Who, it sounds yeah. like.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I would certainly take the job if someone offered me Oh, Doctor my God. Who. You couldn't my say God, no to that. Absolutely.
0: No. So, um, you've mentioned a few things that are coming up, but I was just wondering if there's any other news you can share about what's happening for Andy in
1: 2023. Yes, we are. Um I'm currently filming a new Adventures, Andy's Global Adventures. Um Does that <laughs> anything, mean you can anything? go
0: global now that COVID's at a uh, end? Not, not end, sure. but you know, easier uh, to travel?
1: Yes, yeah, that's it. I mean I was you know, I'm the I'm the probably the only person that's been everywhere in the world, but actually nowhere. Yeah, right. Um, I hear what you're saying you know what I'm with saying. a green screen. Exactly. Um so global adventures, uh it, it's a bit like remember Quantum Leap? Oh yeah, you know, uh, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, and, uh, and we'd basically go on. It'd go from you know person to person. Yes, and, and you'd you'd have to work out why he was there. Yeah, it's a bit like that in terms of it starts off us going on the adventure, and it's myself and Jen, and um and then we've got to work out why we're here. Oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, so it's and there's a robot, an AI um, that's involved, and I, I to be honest, I haven't seen it. But I've voiced it now. I've done all the comms for it, but yeah. Um, I, I just love stuff. that reference
0: to Quantum Leap. I haven't thought of that show in years. No,
1: I, I just—I think it's <laughs> one of the greatest shows, and, oh, and yeah. no one's ever tried to repeat it. And I don't understand. And they only did one series of it. Really? I think I think that's right. Maybe I just I'm... always
0: remember when he'd look in the mirror and
1: yes, and go, "Wow, who it's are you?" A, I, I love the one when he was Buddy Holly.
0: <gasps> I can't remember all of the men. Oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> No, you've got more sleepless nights. You'll forget too. Don't worry. (laughs) Andy, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Siobhan. That's Andy Day, presenter of many kids' shows, currently touring Andy's Amazing Adventures. For tour dates, check out the notes in this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the Listener app and don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.